We got some beautiful snowfall down here in Tennessee. This whole town kind of like just shuts down, you know, if it snows because there's no infrastructure. No one really knows what to do and people don't know how to drive in the snow, I guess. Um, But, you know, it, it was exciting. It was like, and it's it's funny, they, they freak out and then they go, you know, well, it's going to snow and then it might rain and it's going to be cold, so... We're going to issue like a, a warning on the weather app and it, it's all dramatic and, you know, so you, you go to the grocery and you get the bread and milk and stuff and part, part, part of the excitement, you know, you just lean into it. It was really fun actually went out uh, and it's like snow and wind and everything. And I went out uh, in my wool and fur hat. I looked like I was in like Siberia, uh, but it was I, I brought a backpack to Trader Joe's and just filled it up because you know we want to cook and if we're gonna get if we're gonna get snowed in you know we might as well uh, make the most of it and try some good meals. But I hope you had a good week. It was it was really nice and then it kind of melted away and we we met the local dog. Um, his name is Sweetie. Um, I just watched this movie Well I watched two movies this week uh, One my buddy Lucas Handwerker Who's going to be on the show again um, in, in a couple of weeks um, He suggested I check out this uh, Jim Jarmusch directed movie with Starring Adam Driver um, Called uh, Patterson uh, Based in Patterson, New Jersey And I, I like Patterson I've been there It's a beautiful old waterfall And Allen Ginsberg is from there so I started that movie, and it was beautiful. Uh, I haven't finished it yet. Something came up. But in fact, there's some shots that are, um, that I, it's like, it's kind of annoying if you recognize the location. You're like, that's not Patterson, New Jersey. That's Garterville, New York, and I've been there. I've actually had my photo taken there, like, just for promo photos a few years ago. And I actually shot a little music video there once. Uh, it didn't come out good, so I never, I never put it out, but... Anyway, so they kind of used like a, a local location, um, like f- from where I'm kind of from, back in Rockland County. Uh, but anyway, beautiful movie. Um, and then today I watched The the Tender Bar, um, and a beautiful film. Uh, watched the whole thing. I mean, I cried, laughed, all that stuff. Ben Affleck just, Ben Affleck at the top of his game, just killer. It's a perfect role for him. Kind of Goodwill Hunting esque, but just uh, just cooler. I, I don't know. Just um, Goodwill Hunting felt just a little bit. You know, felt like it felt like what it was, which is these two kids trying to make it. You know, them, them writing a movie for themselves. This just felt a little bit more mature. You know, um, and then at the end, it's just like directed by George Clooney. You know, and you're just like, oh, how cool is that? You know, just this guy, this you know. The the basically the last like great Hollywood actor, you know, really like just that old world Hollywood, old time Hollywood type movie star, you know, the last great movie star, and he still looks great, you know, and all that. He could do whatever he wants, and what's he deciding to do? He's just deciding to direct um, and produce these like beautiful kind of like 
you know, let's call them indie movies. Like they're they're not exactly tiny budgetless, you know, up and coming filmmakers, but they are the kind of movie that you know the kind of like Hollywood establishment has no uh, financial incentive to make. So Clooney, with his production company, goes and like finds these awesome scripts, you know, and they have like a little bit of clout, you know, <laughs> like he is George Clooney, so they could put together like a budget and produce these incredible movies. Um, and and th- this is one of them, the, t- the Tender Bar. I highly suggest you watch it. It's just beautiful, beautiful, romantic, Americana, just old time, you know, set in the 70s and kind of in Long Island bar and the dad's a radio DJ that's never there. And it's just a romantic, beautiful movie. Killer, killer soundtrack. Killer soundtrack. Um, Paul Simon, 50 Ways to Leave You Lover, and, and many other just incredible songs. Um, so, so good. Uh, so, Bob Saget died, which um, I, I, I don't want to like, you know, step to the front of the line and say, hey, I was this huge uh, Bob Saget. I've, ne- I've never seen Full House, you know. I I probably I think I first got introduced to Saget just uh, he played he was on he was in Entourage and I like was eighteen and watching Entourage semi unironically uh, it was quite fun love that show um, and Bob Saget kind of played like in a douchebag version of himself hilarious hilarious uh, so so funny and you know just hard to not fall in love with and and you know and I I love there's so many comedians I love and and he was one of them and and. Every, like, I I jumped onto Twitter. I have this weird relationship with Twitter. You know, I'll jump on once in a while and kind of delete it. It's whatever. Anyway, I jumped onto Twitter. And every single tweet uh, is just about how kind and loving and funny he was. You know, and everyone kind of had the same, a very similar thing to say. And there's this band, Guster, that I like. And they they told this story about how they were playing in Boston once and he was he was also playing you know he's playing at the whatever theater and they they had a gig there and they almost like as a joke reached out to his management saying like hey would you like hop on stage like after your set we'll we'll be like you know playing our encore would you like jump on stage with us and he said yes and they had this giant bob saget banner that they made and they like got the crowd just cheer Bob Saget, Bob Saget, Bob Saget just ran out to the crowd, jumped through this like banner and like made a break, jumped out and like waved to everyone, hugged the whole band and left. Like, you know, just a, a man that was full of love and you know, showbiz is a weird thing. We we know these people that we've never met and it, the way they've influenced the world's just so evident the the love, the joy, the light. And when they're gone, you you feel you feel a, a darkness. It's a metaphysical darkness, but it's real. And you know, showbiz is all kinds of things, but it, it in its in its purest form, it, it's it's a generous and brave. Um, uh, uh, it's a generous and brave, luxuriated sacrifice made by by the actor, by the writer by the director, um, you know, it's this thing in Hollywood, let's say, let, let, let's simplify it and let's put our cynical mind to bed for a minute, okay? Um, and let's come back to, to Saget, but but um, 
you know, there's like, yeah, so let's just work really hard. Let's put our cynical, okay, like there's many other versions of Hollywood, okay? Many not great versions, right? But we're going to put all that to, to rest for a second, all right? That is all very real. Let's ignore that. Um, it, it used to be, and in and, and a very, very small way still is, that you'd have hardworking Americans, people working nine to five, five days a week, working very hard, okay, or harder than that, right? Um, and once in a while, to go and forget about it all, they would go to the movie theater and they'd watch a film, a film that transcended, a film that transported, and a film that, 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 that helped them escape and just saved them, you know, and got them through and it would give them a certain amount of value and they would pay to see the ticket, you know, and that was the, that was the exchange, it was a very even exchange of, Let's say I'm going to become, I'm going to go and become an actor. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to work hard at this craft. I'm going to sacrifice everything and leave my town and go to Hollywood and try to make it. I'm going to do all that so that I will then be repaid with fame and success and, and money, right? And th there's almost this beauty, this evenness to it. And, and showbiz in its best form, the audience gets more than, than the entertainer. The, the crowd, the crowd receives so much and the entertainer, you know, they're certainly giving more than they're taking. Um, and it's so evident that that's who Bob Saget was at the core. He gave so much and to the degree that he received, you know, it was only because of his, his generosity. And um, he was a very, very like successful person. Uh, no doubt he dealt with his demons. Um, but you just, you get the feeling that he added so much, so much kindness, so much light, so much laughter, so much love. And it, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't done selfishly. It was done generously and selflessly. And when someone like that dies, you feel that loss. You, 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 it's, it's real. And the world becomes a little bit darker and only slowly over time does that light come back. And it comes back through the influence that this person had in all these people. That they go and do good things for themselves, for their friends, for their spouses, for their families, and for their communities, and maybe, you know, for a crowd. And then that light not only comes back, but, you know, it doubles. Um, and that's, that's humanity in a nutshell. And someone like Bob Saget, you know, just contributed... Um, just disproportionately to that light and you know it 65 like god damn it you know 65 that is young that is so young um but r.i.p and and you know his work is still around and um that's how it goes um let's do let's do a sinatra song i want to uh we're going to dedicate this to Bob. It's a lonesome old town When you're not around I'm lonely as I can be 
never knew how much I'd miss you. That's one of my favorite Frank Sinatra songs. Shine on you, beautiful light, Bob Saget. What a beautiful man. And again, like just, I was introduced to him, just him playing a ridiculously, uh, just a hilarious, ridiculous kind of, um, uh, um, like just a, a gross version of himself. Um, and uh, the, the fact that he was so secure in who he was, he was able to like kind of, play just a ridiculously gross version of himself I, I think that's so beautiful and, and wonderful and um he's gonna be very very missed um and and also mike michael lang uh co-creator of, of woodstock of the 1969 woodstock folk festival that made my little tiny hometown kind of famous you know that's our big you know that's all that's ever happened there and um michael lang he was also very young and rest in peace, um, you know, change the world with this little crazy idea, uh, um, certainly gave my hometown, uh, lots of just wonder and beauty. Okay, anyway. Let's see, I want to read you a little poem here um, that, well, something I wrote, okay? Um, it, it, it isn't much, but uh, it's, it could be fun. Well, I'll read you two little quick little stuff that I think are fun. I don't know if, what these are, but... Um, so this is in my, my book, I guess, called False Epiphanies. That I, I called it that. Maybe I'll change it. Uh, okay. A house takes a long time to build and only a few hours to burn. Ah, that's fun. Okay. Beware the healer, for they are more sick than you. That feels like the beginning of something. I don't know if that's a standalone thing. But, uh, all right. Um, that's that. Uh, let's see. But maybe I'll do an actual, an actual little poem. Ah, God. You know. I write, and I write, and I write, and then, you know, admitting that you write is just a, a horrible, horrible thing. 
Silverfish, Cabin Creek, The Locust Truth, The Make-Believe, Brown Turn, Goose Feather Fire, A Rotten Trick, A Rubberneck Tire, Burning Down Old Stone Houses in Mines Made Up of Waxed Cotton Canvas, Bookstore Girls with Their Wisdom Curls, Globetrotter Cherry Blossom, Blue Moon Fever, Favorite Forgotten, Restaurant a car, a view, hike until you sweat the dew. Um, daisies, shaky railroad bridge, roses bus stop off the grid. Don't believe in true love's kiss. You know exactly what you did. All right. Um, and, and that's that. Well, I want to do one more. One more, one more. Um, and, and then... I have some other things to tell you. These rugged romantics. I gotta, I gotta start titling my freaking poems. I don't know what we'll call this one, but if you got some suggestions, call in. These rugged romantics, crying glass tears in coffee shop bathrooms, singing jingles of pain, sending postcards of envelope dreams, taking deep breaths on Pacific Coast highways, yearning for it all. In a small bottle of something sweet, wearing old Levi's on a rooftop Alaskan lookout. The Russians came, the Russians went, and we still read our terrible poetry on the naked fire escapes of Raccoon Alley. By the light of a small fire in a Canadian cottage in the distant future, with melted feet and faded memories, of long-ago lovers and a myriad of mementos to burn by the light of a Berkshire moon. Okay, okay. Well, that's that. Now, I'm glad we got that over with, you know. I'm just I'm glad we got that over with. Um... <laughs> I really want to visit Newfoundland in Canada. Uh, Newfoundland, I don't know. Do you do you know much about Newfoundland? So, um, it's it's an island. Uh, what is it? The most uh, what is it? Northern northeast Canada? No, it's just the most eastern tip of Canada, I think. Ah, who knows? But anyway, you can actually get there with your car if you take like a ten hour ferry from Nova Scotia. For, I think it's like literally from St. John's, Nova Scotia to St. John's, Newfoundland. But it's a beautiful island and very romantic. Uh, there's puffins and you could see icebergs and it's very cold. And, you know, they, they're famous for their cod fishing and just a, a, an old world kind of place. And I so badly want to go there. And it's one of my biggest dreams to maybe live there for six months or a year or maybe longer. Maybe just have a little fishing shack up there or something. But um, certainly the, the idea of getting to play there, getting to play in some of the pubs there or a local music venue just would be such a goddamn dream come true to be able to sing my songs to the people and, and um, you know, hopefully uh, pr provide, like hopefully earn my stay or, you know, sing for my supper and, and earn my keep there. And, you know, I just think that would be the, the most fun thing to do. And I, I uh, Newfoundland, man, like it's just... 
and right off the coast. So you could again, you could drive there. It's like twenty five hours, uh, you know, including the ferry. Um, but when you're there, you could take a forty five minute ferry to Saint Pierre, which is a French island. It's the last French uh, stronghold in North America. It's the last French colony, and you could like you know use euros, and it's you get France like stamped on your passport and everything. They talk French there. Like, I don't know. Did you know that? Like, I didn't know that before I knew it. You know, Newf- Newfoundland, that you jump right, you know, take a quick swim, and you're in you're in France. It's, it's just crazy, man. And every time, you know, like when, I don't know, the royals come up, and you just start, you know, you, you're, you just think about, like, you know, that, that era of, like, world domination and, and how how not far we are from, you know, just like colonization, you know, how that wasn't that long ago. And we kind of think of ourselves as the modern world, but that kind of seafaring civilization, the, that, the, the conquering, you know, European nations like that, that that's not that long ago, you know, it's just not, um, but, uh, you know, such that it is, it's, it's, uh, if you can, you know, see it in a, in a certain light. It, it's certainly fascinating. Uh, um, I'd like to sing you another song now. I I know I just I we're gonna do another Leonard Cohen song, okay? That's just it's just how it is, okay? Um, and if you don't like Leonard Cohen, well, um, uh, I sincerely apologize. I genuinely like. I mean, you know. I don't judge what you like, but I love Leonard Cohen so much. This song is called Take This Waltz, and it's such a romantic, beautiful song. and It stirs up all kinds of memories for me. And, um, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, let's see. We're going to play it in G. Let's try it in G here. Now in Vienna, there's ten pretty women There's a shoulder where death comes to cry There's a lobby with 900 windows There's a tree where the doves go to die And there's a piece that was torn from the morning And it hangs in the gallery of Waltz with its clamp on its jaws. Oh, I want you, I want you, I want you. With a chair with a dead magazine. In the cave at the top of the lily. In some always where love's never been On a bed where the moon has been sweating In a cry full of footsteps and sand Oh, I, 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 I Take this waltz, take this waltz Take its broken waste in your hand 
This waltz, this waltz, this waltz, this waltz With its very own breath of brandy and death Dragging its tail in the sea There's a concert hall in Vienna Where your mouth had a thousand reviews There's a bar where the boys have stopped talking They've been sentenced to death by the blues Oh, but who is it climbs to your picture With a garland of freshly cut tears Oh, I, 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 I Take this waltz, take this waltz Take this waltz, it's been dying for years la, la. There's an attic where children are playing Where I've got to lie down with you soon in a dream of Hungarian lanterns In the midst of some sweet afternoon And I'll see what you chained to your sorrow All your sheep on your lilies of snow I, 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 Take this waltz, take this waltz Where the hearts, I'll never forget you, you know This waltz, this waltz, this waltz, this waltz With its very own breath of brandy and death Dragging its tail in the sea with you in Vienna I'll be wearing a river's disguise The hyacinth wild on my shoulder Oh, my mouth on the dew of your thighs And I'll bury my soul in a scrapbook With the photographs there and the moss and I'll yield to the flood of your beauty All my cheap violin and my cross And I'll carry me down on your dancing To the pools that you lift on your wrists My love, my love Take this waltz, take this waltz It's yours now, it's all that there is La 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 la
Well, Leonard Cohen knew how to write a song. <laughs> I've told you this before, but he 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 said uh, he often said if if he said if I know where the good songs come from, I'd go there more often. <laughs> um, you know, life is so so beautiful, and it's easy to forget it in the mundanity and the chaos and the mess. But life is truly. Um, being alive is a gift, and life itself is is just uh, you know a magic trick. And and you know uh, for those who are prone to maybe um, get get uh, get stressed out and be overcome by anxiety and be distracted, you know, by by the fog that is the day, um, you know, uh, it, it's just so easy. It's just so easy to forget. You know, easy to forget how beautiful uh, our story is, and you know how lovely it is to 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 all share this wonderful world together. You know, um, and uh, forgive me for stating the obvious, you know, for the millionth time on this podcast, but you know, th just knowing all the bad news all the time is just a horrible thing. You know, uh, sometimes it feels. Um, you know, useful. Um, certainly, if you hear about a, a celebrity you never met, that maybe, you know, maybe it moves you and it causes you to uh, appreciate life and appreciate your loved ones and maybe appreciate, uh, you know, the comedians or artists that are still alive. You know, um, today I was watching a podcast with one of my favorite comedians, Mark Normand. Um, him and Sam Morrill is also an awesome comic. Uh, Mark Norman has a new special, by the way, on Netflix that's absolutely hilarious and wonderful. And um, it's like a it, th that that his special is literally a magic trick, you know, because you could just he kind of says something awful and you, you kind of, you know, he'll make the audience pull away and then wins them over, you know, with with compassion and empathy and, and kind of the truth, you know, uh, and it's absolutely hilarious special. So. Um, strongly, strongly urge you to check it out. It's part of like a, a comedy TV series called The Stand Ups. So Mark Norman has a half hour in that, um, and so so funny. Go check that out. Um, but um, yeah, I was just looking at his face, you know, and uh, I was <laughs> like, it's three a.m. right now. So uh, this was I don't know an hour and a half ago or something, and I was kind of just sitting on the couch and. Uh, the, the podcast had ended and they were kind of rolling credits and you could just see him kind of like jumping to his phone and, you know, it's like kind of candid. And, you know, I really just took a minute and a, a big smile came across my face and I just thought about how lucky, how lucky we are to have, um, you know, artists or entertainers or just people in our life, you know, but it, but just people that we've never met, you know, that we've never met that bring us joy in life. I, I mean, it's just so special. So I just took a minute to appreciate that. Appreciate the hell out of that guy, that, that silly, silly man from New Orleans who has made me laugh, you know, just an insane amount of time and with his weird genre of comedy, just his wacky ways, you know, has made me feel understood. And, um, it's just so, I mean, and I've like, um, you know, I've hung out with him and, and stuff and I've met like, every time I meet another fan of his, it's always like, just like, it's just really cute, you know, and, and uh, he has a really beautiful fan base that I, I, I think just loves him a lot, and it's just fun to watch. Um, last thing, uh, uh, oh, uh, George Clooney was, uh, I mean, this is a while ago, but I, I, just, I just listened to it because um, I've watched that movie, and 
George Clooney was on Marin, you know, on WTF podcast, and and uh, it has such a good interview. You know, he's just a guy. I mean, uh, you know, over like an hour long or two hour long podcast, you do get a very good sense of a person. You know, it's easy on these like you know, on these like old media shows when you just go on for five minutes or 10 minutes. I mean, you still get a sense, but you know, that's showbiz, but on podcasts, you know, you're just yourself and you really get a good feeling for who, who, for who Clooney is. Um, and it's like, if, if you're a Clooney fan, like just check that out. I mean, it's just so, such a fun, such a fun listen, uh, you know, and Marin does a really, really great job at just like, um, I think kind of a- asking him really great questions, but also just making him feel comfortable and, um, Anyway, so that's that. Uh, the Tender Bar, check out. You just watch that movie, man. It'll it'll just bring joy. Um, that's a good movie. Anyway, lots of love uh, back here in Nashville. We're uh, you know we're shoveling snow. Things are good. I'm trying to get better at cooking. Writing a ton of songs. Um, got some photos back. We're gonna just just get things moving and get things rolling. Hopefully, get some songs out. Who knows. But uh, again, uh, I'm excited and I'm passionate, but I'm also just going to take my time because um, the world is rushing too fast for me to be rushing with it. So anyway, I love you a lot. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Okay. Oh, uh, real quick before I go, we're, we are going to have uh, – we're I think this week we're going to have a, a, a special episode, a special podcast with like a buddy of mine, like a guest. I think those will come out Thursday. Um, so we might do a few of those. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Thank you so much. God love you. Bye.